You're listening to the Video Marketing Podcast, helping you go a little more viral every day. Here's your host, Matt Johnston. Hello, welcome to the Video Marketing Podcast. I'm Matt Johnston. Really excited to be here with you today in sunny Las Vegas, Nevada. Here I am. I'm at the uh, Desert uh, Wyndham, Desert Sands, I can't remember what it is, but I'm at the Wyndham <laughs> right here next to the Rio. Uh, excited to be here. I'm here for CES, so that's where I'm coming to you here uh, today. Um, I love being here. Vegas is awesome. I lived in Vegas for two years uh, producing television news before I started in my digital career. Um, a lot of people don't know that. I uh, I, I went to Syracuse. Um, I got my master's in broadcast journalism. I produced television news here in Las Vegas for two years um, at the local ABC affiliate, uh, and uh, and then I left and I ended up at Business Insider, and uh, you know the rest is history. But uh, yeah, Vegas has a very special place in my heart, and I've had an amazing time here at CES. It's it's been fantastic, a whirlwind trip, really. I wasn't here for very long, but very. Uh, it was just it was just great. It was just great. Um, I got to talk with a lot of small business owners. I was obviously here talking about our new Vesta program for for innovative small businesses, where we create content and build communities for them. And I just wanted to connect with a lot of small business owners that have innovative products because that's what jazzes me up, and that's what the Vesta brand is all about. Uh, so I was talking to a lot of them, uh, great people, and you know everything from. Uh, a company that turns air into water, mind-blowing stuff, uh, to um, a company that has a little patch that you put around your leg to prevent foot drop if you've been affected by a stroke, um, an all-in-one workout machine thing that sort of folds up and turns into these heavy resistance bands that can make it feel like you're like uh, powerlifting, um, tons of dancing robots. <laughs> Uh, follow us on TikTok, uh, Vesta Media. Uh, I think it's Vesta Media. Yeah, that's our that's our username on TikTok. If you want to see any of that cool stuff, I got lots of footage of dancing robots, and I'm totally solo on this thing. And uh, it occurred to me I wanted to do a special episode today, where I specifically talk to you about how to crush it when you're at a trade show like this or at a show. Um, and and really, this can be applicable for any event. Any event where you have to shoot video or you're sending someone to shoot video, I mean, this is always um, this is always a problem that came up when uh, over over the years when I was running big video teams, it would be you know we got to go cover this event, we got to go go cover that event, and nobody really knew what to do. And sort of I developed my own methodologies for doing it, but of course it's also one thing for me to go. And another thing to send my team with guidance. So uh, I wanted to share with you some of the ways that I train my team and some of the strategies that I've revisited here in Las Vegas at CES, which is just a madhouse to be able to get a lot of content. And honestly, really, I'm only here for, uh, I'm technically here for three separate days, but really just one day. I had to make the most of it yesterday. And as I was walking around, I was thinking about you guys. I was thinking about how I can help you uh, improve your event coverage um, to be all that it can be and just tell you sort of what to look for. So I have some tips. I wanted to share them with you uh, because I think it's very, uh, it's just super, super relevant, right? Um, the first thing, a super little technical tip, um, I recently at the company, and I'm actually shooting on it right now, 
uh, if you're seeing me on video, if you're not seeing me on video, you can hear. Um, it's called the DJI Osmo 3, and basically it is a Osmo for your phone. If you don't know what an Osmo is, it's a stabilizer. Well, it's the DJI, DJI is the company branded stabilizer. So you clamp your phone in, balance it out, and then you can basically carry it around. It's a motorized selfie stick, sort of, uh, but obviously it goes to front and back camera and it allows you to move all around and get really cool shots and everything that look really nice and professional looking without needing to have like crazy camera rigs. So it's just on my phone, I have an iPhone 11 Pro Max, I upgraded it just so that I could start getting really good footage of stuff uh, in general with it. I mean, my iPhone 11 Pro Max does just as well as really anything out there. <laughs> I would highly recommend getting one of these. It also has a feature where it can track your face or a face. So what I was doing is I would have interviews with founders and CMOs of companies that would be here at the trade show running these booths. And I would plop it down right next to me. And I would be sitting here and they could interview me and I would tell it to track his face or her face, whoever I was interviewing. And I didn't have to worry about it. It would just move the gimbal, the gimbal Osmo, it's the same idea. They, uh, it would just move it around to make sure that it was shooting the interviewer and they could just talk to me without me having to constantly worry about holding and shooting all the time. It was just, you know, don't worry about that, just talk to me. And then this thing was back, basically acting like a robot videographer. Uh, it's, it's so cool. I think it's like 120 bucks or something. Well worth it. Well, well, well worth it. So the first thing is I, I became extremely aware as I was walking around that it's very hard to know what exactly to put your time into. And I, I definitely could have spent another two or three days here capturing even more content. And next year I probably will. This was a bit of a test just to see if this would be a good, a good fit for us to be able to come out here and, uh, and get a lot of content. Because also, I mean, it's an innovative technology site, Vesta Media. So I was also getting a ton of content for the site. Uh, anyways, it was, uh, I was walking around and I was saying to myself, how do I know what to actually put my time into? And what are my instincts? And then I started thinking about how can I teach those instincts? You know, what's the, what's, what, are, what are the tips that I have? What's going on in my brain so that, you, so that I could pass it along and know and, and, and be able to tell people this is how I recognize different things going on at these large events to be able to shoot. And I'll take CES as the example, obviously, because it just makes sense. Uh, and the, the, the first thing to really pinpoint on is what I sort of preach all the time. I mean, you have to think in headlines. So when you're out there, out on the floor, the show floor, or if you're out in an event or wherever you are, you need to think in headlines where you're thinking about where to put your time and resources. So, you know, I, I, I've done, I know I've done shows here about the seed system, and I know I probably should do more. I'll do more on the seed system in the future. What I want to stress is that when you know the seed system, you know that you need to be going after story angles that are specific, empathetic, um, have some sort of emotional core to them, and you can deliver on those. So those things are, are so ingrained in me over the years that they've become instinct. And so now when I'm walking around these show floors, this is what I'm looking for. This is, this is what is happening to me, is I'm always thinking to myself, as I see something, or when some PR rep is like coming up to me being like, hey, can you do this, can you do that, whatever it is, how, how, how is my brain processing that? to say, okay, is this something that's going to make a big good headline? Meaning, is this something if I spend 
the next 15 minutes investing my time in this, will people uh, actually click it? Um, can I make a great headline out of it? Can I think of what that is? And is it a headline that a lot of people will emotionally identify with? And then so we know that they'll watch the video. Uh, because if they, if, they, if, if, if they emotionally identify with it in some way, for this it was like this piece of technology, then uh, we'll be able to, to over-deliver for them on that. And they'll be able to emotionally identify with it. So I was walking around and thinking about some of these things. And uh, it's so much, I almost feel like I should do a separate uh, training at some point with folks that go to trade shows. Because uh, it's so much in the way that you present as well. Because as you're walking around, you're seeing all of these signs. You know, there's, some people have signs. Some people have much bigger billboards. Others have big demos. They've taken bigger spots so that they can get these larger demos. And uh, really, it's knowing how to target me. And what I'm looking for is that, that, that empathetic hook. So as I'm walking around, I'm looking and I'm saying, okay, will people identify with, like, like will this change people's lives in some small way? that they would be jazzed about, basically. That's really the core question. So I'm looking at a piece of technology and I'm saying, okay, if somebody was given this for free, would they be so excited about it because it fixes one of the big problems in their lives? Or, or even a small problem. A problem that annoys them in their lives. Because that's emotional. Like when you're annoyed, it's an emotional response. So that's where the emotional re resonance comes from it. And that's empathy as well. Because it's, it's, th th this product and this company is emotionally identifying with me if they're solving a problem that frustrates me. And so when I identify that inside, of, uh, inside the moment where I'm looking, then you know, we're in good shape. I, I, have, I have two great examples from yesterday. One... Um, uh, and, and so, so this was so. So the company Sleep Number, Sleep Number. Uh, you know, you know they do those beds where you can adjust the sleep number. I think that's what they're known for. You could like inflate or deflate the bed. And I was walking by, and it was like swarmed by PRS. And there were all these beds. It was a pretty big setup. There were all these beds, and. They did a really good job of this. Uh, there was big. I don't actually remember what the headline was. But there was this big like headline on top and about the benefit of it or something like that, uh, or the benefit to you. And then there were a bunch of beds. And the beds had like holograms on top of them. So there were sort of projections from above that had red on one side of the bed, color, a, a color of red, and on the other side, a color of blue. And that immediately meant something to me when I saw that. And I immediately knew, as soon as I saw that, that this was a story that I had to spend a little bit of time on because it's just empathy. I think that anyone who has a significant other knows that you both like the temperature of the bedroom to be different. <laughs> and I'm just looking at this and I'm saying, whoa, 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 wait, does this solve this problem? I need to find out more than that, more about that. How does that work? And then, of course, the idea that 
uh, how, how do you want your temperature? And you having to constantly adjust the own temperature in your room. You're saying, oh, I'm like trying to go to sleep, but it's too hot. I got to like get these covers off of me. Or I'm going trying to go to sleep, but it's too cold and I have too many covers. And then I'm like fumbling around. Should I go check out the thermostat? Like, what should I do? <laughs> uh, th these, are, these are problems that frustrate people. There's a big emotional core here. So I dove in. Um, and it turns out that's what it was, of course is that this bed, when you lay on it, cools you or heats you. And, and it, it basically has a system, and you can adjust it to whatever you want, I guess, but it has a system that has it warmer when you're falling asleep to help you fall asleep better to get better sleep, and then sort of transitions to this cooler temperature to promote a deeper sleep so you don't wake up in the middle of the night. But you can also adjust it. Like if you're on one side of the bed and your partner is on the other side of the bed, then... Um, then you can have different different temperatures for your sides of the bed that are split up. And I guess the heat, I don't, I don't know, the heat just like radiates up from inside the mattress or something. What do I know about? <laughs> but uh, really cool stuff. I knew it. I knew it. So I engaged. She said, do you want a demo? I said, yes. I set up this Osmo right here. I set it on the face tracking feature. I plumped it right down next to me and I just laid down. And I talked a little bit about my experiences with it. I was like, oh man, it's getting warmer. It's getting warmer, you know, I'm like feeling it, right? So uh, I think that's just a great example of identifying something that emotionally uh, identified with people. And then there were, there were others out there where I could tell that sometimes it was a cool technology, but they, they weren't framing it correctly. And I just, they just lost me, you know? Uh, you know, and, and, and a lot of that was because they were focusing on, well, first of all, there, there were two main problems. One, they weren't focusing the messaging to like get me in there as a, as a, as, as something about me. They, it might be more about their features and benefits and less about what problems it's going to solve in my life. Like what ticks me off in my own life that this problem is going to, or th that, that this solution is going to solve. Because that is the real way to get people in, to make people interested. And to get me as a journalist in there because I have a sense for, uh, for, for what people are going to click on. So uh, that's one of the big problems. Focusing on features and benefits over problem solution, emotional identification. The other problem is I just didn't even freaking know what these things were. Like I would see stuff and I would just like, <sighs> so sometimes it was too small of a device to have a huge demo going on and so it would naturally not draw as much show attention. Because um, there were some things like a virtual reality exercise machine that I saw where there were just crowds around it, you know? Um, and there were other things where uh, they were just sort of smaller. And I just, like, if, if the messaging wasn't clear, I had no idea what, if it was worth my time, it would probably end up passing it by. And so that, that messaging was super important. So as I was looking around, I was looking for those things that I could turn into CD headlines, you know, right? Emotionally identifiable headlines with, with specificity. Are you solving a very specific problem? How is it and how will it change people's lives? Like, that's what I want to know. And even if it's B2B, because there was a lot of like really cool medical technology and stuff like that in there. And if that wasn't framed correctly, it was hard for me to get in there too. So as I'm navigating around, these are the things that I'm looking for. And because I didn't have a lot of time. I mean, it was kind of a, it was quite a challenge actually. So as I'm, as, as I'm, as, as I'm walking around here, I'm just trying to figure out exactly 
which of these things uh, makes the most, is, is, is gonna, I'm not gonna have to invest a lot of time in this. I can go in, get what I need, get out, and I know it's gonna do well, because I know exactly what it does. Uh, and I know exactly what problem it solves right away. Okay, so that's my sort of instinct with it. So if you're in this situation and you're walking around, that's what you wanna do. You wanna sort of work on internalizing all of these different things um, to be able to like get a sense for what people are going to uh, I identify with. And that's what could be worth shooting. So as far as like what you're actually shooting here, um, number one, it seems obvious, but if you don't get it on video, it doesn't count. <laughs> and I made this mistake at the beginning. I was tired. I just walked into the conference hall right there at the beginning. And um, I, I went to a massage chair place, and I just looked at the flyer. And then they roped me in. They were like, you want to try this thing? It was like this full body massager. Like you step in, and every single part of your body is covered by something that can massage you. And I just got in, and I'm just, I'm automatically, the first thing I'm thinking to myself, because of my content brain, is, how am I gonna get content out of this if I'm not shooting video of it and there's no way for it to really be super visually compelling. A lot of it is happening internally within me, all of the cool stuff. And so what exactly do I do there? <laughs> um, and so, so I went through, I did the first part of the massage, it was freaking amazing. And um, at the end of the day, I, I didn't get any content out of it. It just ended up being a massage. And I was kind of disappointed in myself. I mean, I was happy because I got a massage and that's great, but I didn't get any content out of it. There wasn't anything I could do. I was just thinking like, I guess I could set up the, uh, I don't know, but then there wasn't time and I ended my hands free. Um, and I just couldn't, I couldn't. So basically I didn't get video, so it didn't happen. So make sure that you get video and enough video. Overshoot at all times. Just go up, hit the record button. Um, so when you go to a station, there's, there's a few things. So there's really two different things that I was doing yesterday. The first thing that I was doing was I was looking for highly visual stuff. So this is stuff that I could like blast out on TikTok uh, with good little headlines and stuff um, just to sort of blow people away. And some of these were bigger operations uh, when I was at the convention center side of it because there's a few different stations here at CES. Um, uh, I went over to the Venetian uh, and the Sands Expo later on, and I was able to talk to some of the smaller business owners. And whereas this, at the convention center, it was the like future tech, cars, VR, gaming, those kinds of things. So you had these like bigger operations that were showing their stuff. So a lot of those drones and stuff. So I would capture video there, but I, you could still make a great video out of it easily make a great one minute video out of it. So I would shoot, I would have my gimbal here, I would shoot around, get some good stuff. And then I would go and basically find a flyer because I, I would say I, I need everything. I need everything to be able to tell the story right now without being able to talk to somebody directly because it just wasn't a thing. And none of the people there like worked there, you know, like in a lot of these things, they were just sort of there to like monitor stuff and scan my badge so, that they, so they knew I was there. So I would just find, usually there was an info flyer about the product and I would just go over and grab it and I will have known that when we go back or my, I give this to my team to, to, to edit that they can just look at this and write the script, the, the text on screen script out of that and then, uh, and, and then they, they would have everything that they need to make a great little viral video story. Um, that's one way to do it. The other way to do it is when I was at the Sands and I was going to some of the smaller businesses is I was 
making sure to get that, but I was also getting the interview. So I would go over there and I would literally say, is there somebody here? I would walk up with my phone and my gimbal and I would say, is there somebody here who wants to talk to me uh, about this on camera? Like what this is? Because I, I need it explained. Like for example, and this is great. Like this technology is so freaking awesome uh, that turns air into water. So that's what I did. There was a team of people. It's uh, I, I think it's a, it's a global company, um, but a lot of it I think is based in Israel. And so there, there was there, there was a bunch of people there from overseas, and there was a few from here in the U.S. And they were all here, and I just walked up to this woman at the table, and I was like, because there really. Nobody's actually going to me about anything. So I was walking up to the table and I said to myself, I said, okay, is there anybody here who wants to tell me like what this is? Because I wanted the science explained because I knew that the science would sell. People get, people love science. So, uh, and then they were like, oh yeah, him. Blah, blah, blah. So they brought over this guy and he was awesome. We had a great conversation. I set up the gimbal right on top of, it's like, what they're selling now is uh, they're, they're turning it into a water cooler technology, basically. They're trying to sell it. It's like, it's like, uh, hard to explain. It's like the size of a very small, it's like well, not a very small refrigerator, like a half refrigerator basically. And it turns air into water and you'd use it instead of getting those water coolers where you buy those gigantic five gallon or whatever things, you like tip them up and put them on the, you know, we, we've all seen those water coolers. So this would replace those water coolers um, in a more sustainable way by turning air into water through condensation and moisture. Uh, we're gonna be interviewing them for the other, I'm, the other podcast that I'm launching in a couple of weeks called the Vesta Innovation Podcast, uh, which I'm very excited about, which is just interviews with innovative technology companies. Um, so we'll learn more about the science there when I when I talk to those great folks. But uh, I, I set up the gimbal on top of the cooler. I just just planted it down there, and I turned on the face tracking feature so to make sure that he felt comfortable just talking to me. Because when, when, you, when you're interviewing people, you want them to be able to connect with you. Because as soon as they start performing, then it's a problem. I had the same thing, I did the same exact thing with, uh, and I, I, I don't remember the name of the company now, but it was a company that has a device that you put on your head, it kind of looks like a tiara, <laughs> like, a, like a techie tiara, and you put it on, and it senses your brain waves, and you play a little game on your phone uh, 20 minutes a day, three days a week or something, to train your brain to sleep better. It trains your brain to get into the brain waves that you need for sleep in a, in a, in a better way. So uh, I set it, again with him, set down the gimbal right in front, put on the face tracking feature, and I said, he didn't know, I could tell at the beginning, he was like, he was looking, he was like, should I talk to you, and I to the camera, I to the camera, I guess I should talk to the camera because that will give me more authority. Like his, I could tell that his intuition was telling him that. And of course that's wrong, I want him talking to me for a couple reasons. One, he'll be flat and boring if he talks to the camera and it won't, be, it won't feel like a conversation. Uh, and two, like I want him to be able to connect with me. Like I, I didn't need him talking to the camera. Like that's not what we were doing here. This is not a promo video. Like I'm doing a story about, I'm doing a story about your product and you. So uh, I set it down and I said, you can look at me. Um, and then the gimbal did the work of tracking him and making sure that he was shot correctly and I was just speaking with him. Super cool, super awesome. Uh, and the same thing happened with the air to water guy and that company. They were, they were going through and uh, you know, doing all that. They were, he, was, he was telling me about the science, the technology, he would open it up, I would take the gimbal down, go ahead and I would shoot it. 
um, and it was just a, it was just a great little a great little conversation, and it was very easy to get everything that I needed because I knew that having the audio there would be one really great for me for info, but it would be great for the video too. I can pull a couple of sound bites there, and it looks like a much more robust thing. And to be honest with you, I did not worry about audio. I think I could have. Um, one of the limitations right now of this Osmo, of this, of this gimbal, uh, is it, it, it comes with an app and it's made by DJI. It comes with an app to shoot it and you have to use the app to use this like face tracking feature and uh, to be able to use some of the Bluetooth technology uh, because it has a stick on it and you, you hold the stick and the stick has controls to tilt, pan, zoom, record, uh, all of these things and you want to be able to use those and you have to use the app to do that. Un un unfortunately, that app does not support uh, an external microphone. So since it doesn't support an external microphone, I'm sort of, I was sort of unable to like hook him up to it in a way, but I, cause it was more important to me to be able to get the shot and do the thing. Um, so, and, and for this, like we're in the middle of a trade show, whatever, I'm not going to overproduce, right? Like a, a, lot, a lot of people try to overproduce and that's one of the mistakes that you can make because you need to be thrifty. thrifty. You got to like move through this quickly, get as much content as you can, especially something like CES, which is one of the biggest conferences in the world, I think. It's just enormous. Uh, you get lost in there. I did get lost in there a number of times. But uh, you just want to make sure that you can very easily, like we used to say, like run and gun back in the TV news world. Just like go, get it, get out. And so being able to just, I just use the onboard mic. I knew it would be fine. You know, it's fine. I would never do that for a podcast. I would never do that for any interview where I had any sort of time. But when I'm just running and gunning around the freaking place, like just go do it. Don't overproduce it. Don't overthink it. Just go get the content. The other thing I'll say is um, making sure you know what you're going to shoot. So the the core elements that I got with both of these examples, and there were I probably got seven, eight, nine other examples similar to this. Uh, the 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 core thing is uh, this interview five minutes. Do not spend more than five minutes, right? And the second thing is making sure that you get product in use, like a little bit of video of product in use, because that's going to be. Uh, I know I've talked about the hero system at length here in this podcast, and there's plenty here to go back on if you want to go check that out again and all of my content online. It's easy to find out about the hero system. Uh, and the book I have coming out uh, very, very soon now, I'm excited to share that with you. Um, but the uh, that that's your first shot. So at the very beginning of your video, you're going to start with your best footage and sometimes that's very hard to come by when you're making text on screen videos but I was at a technology conference where there was demos going on everywhere so I was shooting first video constantly I was constantly thinking to myself what video can I blow people away with in feeds to shoot and so whether it was something like little drone stuff that I can just throw up on TikTok and put a nice little text thing on or whether it was a story um, like the air to water thing and so we're probably going to open with I'll tell you right now, and I knew this immediately as we walked up to it, they had water dispensers around where people could test these water cooler things. So you'd put a little Dixie cup up to it and you would dispense the water. And that's going to probably be the opening shot. Now, it doesn't blow you away. I know it's just pouring water. But when you mix it with the headline that on the text on screen that says uh, this air was made entirely out of water or <laughs> this water was made entirely out of air, uh, that's awesome, you know, that's cool. Automatically you're like, whoa, what? Like how, what, where, who? I gotta watch, I gotta watch more of this to find out the information that I need. 
right? So I'm gonna pair those things up against each other and it's gonna be a very powerful in-feed social video experience. And it should work great on Facebook, Instagram, and TikTok, which is awesome. That's great. And LinkedIn and all those types of things. Um, so uh, that's what I was doing when I was looking around. So the core things were wanting to make sure to get the product shots, not a ton, but you know, five to ten. I would say I would say trying to get at least twenty seconds, um, so that you can make sure to cut and paste where you need to, or and that, that you have enough footage. Uh, if, if if you can do thirty, that's great. And it's just it doesn't have to be crazy. Just making sure that you're getting that. Uh, you get the five minute interview, um, and that's it. That's it. And other than that, you just have to make sure you have the info. So sometimes I was actually shooting lo company logos or company names just so that I knew that in a bind, because sometimes it was not apparent, you know? So in a bind, I could go online, Google it, we could get some of the information for the script there, we'd be able to write the script off of their sort of web copy so that we understand what the product is. And then we would be all set. The worst thing is, and this happened actually, there were these crazy dancing robots and there was a big crowd around them, but the company was doing a terrible job actually telling me what these things could be used for. Like they were like these like snaky dancing robots. If you go to our TikTok, you'll see them. And they were cool. They were like dancing in sync. Uh, and <laughs> it was cute. But I wasn't clear what the application of these things was. Like what, it was called ClickBot. And the, the biggest text was the title of it. Okay, cool. But it doesn't tell me what problem it solves. I don't know what it is. I don't know what it can do. Um, and it, it had some copy on the on the headline about like be my friend or something. I, I I don't know, but I was, you know, it was it was it was it was odd. And so I was watching it, and I was like, I don't know what these things do. So at the end of the day, I could I'm not gonna get anything probably. I mean, I may. Um, so, so so what I did just to go back to why I brought this up is I went up and I put the camera up to shoot the sign like that said ClickBot. So what I'm probably gonna do is I'm probably gonna go online or have my team go online. And they're going to get some info and they're going to be like, okay, do we have enough footage and stuff to match with that? We probably will because, you know, I shot a bunch of stuff there. Um, and so hopefully we'll get a better sense of what the practical application of these things is. And then <laughs> I'll be able to uh, or, or, or we'll, we'll be able to put together a video on it. Um, so because you want to make sure you have the information because if you have the information, then you can start using my social video script formula and plugging into the hero system more instead of just this like little one and done clip, which definitely has its place. But if you can find a way to I mean, you always want to make sure to make as much content as humanly possible at all times. So if you can find a way to make sure that you could get a story out of it, then you'll be in really good shape. Uh, that's all I got for you. I hope that that was helpful. Um, I, I think that a lot of people do have to go to events. A lot of marketers have clients where there where there's events and they want to know what to shoot. A lot of you go to trade shows, or if not, you should go to more and capture video footage and start pushing it out as content. The more content, the better, you know. Uh, and I just wanted to sort of share with you my strategies, how I approach it, uh, and what I feel like was a very successful day at CES yesterday, getting this type of content uh, in a very short period of time. Just me running around the trade show uh, with my camera and my gimbal going to town. And my best, my best tool for doing this was my brain, you know, to be able to know what people will click on. I wanted to sort of share 
that with you today. Thank you so much for being here. If you're getting value here, please like and subscribe to this sucker. Uh, the more subscribers, the better. I just want to spread as much value to the world as humanly possible. And always make sure to, I, I love it when people follow me on social. I'm all over the place. I try to produce valuable content for you all the time, constantly and never stop. So uh, please let me know if you, if, you, if you want any links or whatever. You should be able to see links. Uh, and I, I just want to give you as much value as possible. I hope you're having an amazing start to your new year. And uh, I look forward to seeing you in the next episode. We've got some cool stuff going on. We're going to be talking specifically about TikTok coming up soon in, a, in, a, in, in an episode in the next month. Uh, and we also have, I'm very excited about this. We have a, uh, a podcast coming up just about how to crush it on Twitch. Now you think that Twitch is a gaming only platform? No, no, no. It's turning into a gigantic live streaming platform. So if you have a personal brand or something like that, then you're gonna want to start listening to, uh, or, or you're, you're gonna wanna tune into this to see how uh, this, this friend of mine has built a huge following on Twitch and a community through that, which he's now starting to monetize in really interesting ways. Uh, so I have some really exciting stuff coming up for you. Uh, I appreciate you. Thank you for all that you do. Uh, and I will talk to you soon.